Spiral Dial Sci-Fi with a Soundscape Fascinating. I had no idea I would meet such an eminent geologist down here of all places. You very nearly know much about the subject as I do. Archie's voice, slightly muffled and almost granular in texture, reached Jessica's ears. She found herself floating in blue, lighter in colour and less viscous in texture than before. It reminded her of water, except that she still felt no need whatsoever to breathe. Moving her legs, she felt a wave pass through her. It felt as if her knees were being temporarily relocated up to her ears. As they did so, she imagined curling up into a ball, and she could have sworn that she heard her joints pop. Morven's smooth voice replied, This is only the beginning. I plan to make this my life's work. See these containers? What do you make of them? I'm so glad you've asked my advice at last, Morven, my man. I know we got off on somewhat the wrong foot, but I really feel this last week has brought new depths to our relationship. Now, if you wouldn't mind singing for me, I will make a start. This last week... Jessica had only left them a couple of hours ago. Could she have lost track of time? Morvan started singing a long, low note. It didn't sound as pure as before, though. It was distorted as if the sound had been grated into many pieces and then reconstructed by someone who had never heard a human voice before. As he sang, her sense of temporal disorientation was immediately compounded by a fresh wave passing through her. 
She felt her toes switch in place with her fingers. As she wiggled them, her foot hands tingled, ticklish. She convulsed with laughter, setting off another wave. Archie's voice continued. Interesting. She heard muffled footsteps, some throat clearing and some shuffling from side to side. The texture is unusual. I'm unfamiliar with the container. It looks like some sort of prismatic device. Are you performing a refractive experiment? Another wave hit her. Then another in quick succession rolling her behind, up to her nose and back down again in a giant wipeout. While suspended upside down, she caught a glimpse of a darker blue mass before another wave hit her. Instinctively, she tried to move herself towards it, and as she did so, the waves grew larger and more frequent. It felt like she was paddling back to safety on her surfboard, escaping strong offshore winds. Harder and harder she paddled, until she reached the dark and immediately slid into silence. She tried once more to breathe and failed. Behind her, the light blue remained. She saw lighter patches mixed with darker, shifting and shimmering in inexorable symmetry. Some sort of interference. Could it actually be water at this depth? Refraction is the very least of our work here. Morven spoke softly, reverently. You are looking at the very spirit of the earth incarnate. Spirits? Archie sounded resigned. She expected him to bring forth some sort of sarcastic retort, but none was forthcoming. Strange. Even stranger, the voices now sounded completely clear. Willing herself closer, she found herself floating, looking down on them. Two figures, one dark, one blonde, stood side by side, surrounded by shelves of stone, arrayed with a marvellously eclectic collection of brightly coloured objects. She recognised Morven, but he had lost his sheen. She couldn't remember why on earth she had found him so attractive before. He looked much older than she remembered him, and she could clearly make out a slight pot belly, together with thinning hair on the crown of his head. Archie, on the other hand, remained exactly as she remembered him. He peered at the transparent container in front of him intently, hand outstretched, trembling even as he declaimed his thoughts in a confident drawl. Sister! A high-pitched, tinkling voice hovered somewhere around her ear. Jessica jumped. Pyrope! She whispered, forming the tiniest bubble she could muster. Pyrope! Where are you? What happened? I am Pyrope. As to what happened, I have been here for three years, one month and five days, and very little has happened. Believe me. But I, I was only with you moments ago. Where were you with me? Memories came flooding back. In quads, they, they said I would become one of you. You must remember. Jessica could hear the voice, but she could not sense where it was. Where are you? I am down here. Look. Jessica saw a flash of light emanate from the transparent, prismatic container, even as Archie gestured towards it. Morven froze and intently gazed in the direction of the light. Look, 
The earth speaks. He whipped out a small notebook and started scribbling at speed. Archie raised one eyebrow. Morven continued. I have been waiting for another moment like this for many years. We must activate the equipment. The spirits only communicate matters of great importance. He rushed over to a bank of buttons and switches held together by an irregular mass of disorganized wires and started adjusting knobs seemingly at random. Jessica heard a high-pitched giggle. What's going on, Pyro? Are you trapped? Oh no, nothing of the kind, Pyro chortled. I volunteered some time ago to come and observe this moron at work. He's quite harmless as it turns out. He seems to think that he is studying me. Have you ever heard anything quite so absurd? Jessica pondered that for a moment. Over the course of her voyage, she had experienced so many absurdities that it was becoming almost impossible to rank them in order of magnitude. I suppose not. May I ask, are there more than one of you? Oh yes, but we are all the same. If you are all the same, do you all know what is happening to the others? Why, no. What would be the point of that? Jessica sat. Blankly, pondering, a tingle passed through her. You are one of us now. Soon, you will understand. What do you mean, I am one of you? Shh! Pyro hissed. Listen! Morven was speaking. My working hypothesis is that there is an electromagnetic field connecting each and every mineral to a vibration. This vibration can be expressed in sound or it can be expressed in rock. It is only a matter of finding the correct frequency to unlock the secrets of the earth. And I hope that one day soon I shall succeed in my quest. Archie nodded, eyebrows knotted in deep concentration. That's... Quite fascinating, but I have to say you lost me at electromagnetic. Warven smiled condescendingly at him. Give it time. Of course, all these semantics are meaningless in the face of Earth's wonders. Pyrope giggled again. He's actually almost onto something now. Dust people never fail to amuse, do they? Jessica, while acknowledging that Morven sounded more than a little pedantic, still felt offended on his behalf. You said before that I come from the dust people. What on earth do you mean? Came from the dust people. Pyrop corrected. Dust people are the people on earth. We, on the other hand, are in earth, which frankly is by far the better option. Could it be true, then, that she was inside the rock? If this were a dream or a hallucination, it had certainly gone on for some considerable time. And where on earth was the ship and the people? Pyrope, are you real? Or has the captain designed this nightmare to test me? I do not know the captain. I am Pyro. Dreams are not something we are concerned with. We are the earth. We are all the same. Pyro repeated. If we are all the same, how come I can do this 
and you can't. Jessica imagined reaching out her hand towards the edge of the blue. Don't be so stupid, Pyro remonstrated. They will know you are here. It was too late. A shower of dust fell on the unsuspecting pair below who were still intently focused on their knob twiddling. Achoo! Archie sneezed right into Morvan's face, leaving a small scrap of snot hanging from the very tip of his nose. He recoiled in disgust, pushing him hard away. Archie tripped over his feet and fell backwards, throwing out his right arm to save himself and knocking over a pile of equipment in the process. Containers and switches and wires all went flying in a cacophony of clanging. Jessica, rather enjoying the spectacle, continued to reach forward and another shower of dust fell, causing Archie to convulse and spray snot around. Pyro squeaked louder. Stop it! You can't! You're not ready! Jessica didn't listen. She felt a familiar tingling sensation in her fingers and willed them across the boundary. Immediately she felt air on her hand and saw her real fingers emerge from the blue. Morven sighted the mess Archie had created. Previously so calm and collected, he became incandescent with rage. What on earth have you done, you absolute idiot! Lifting what looked like a large measuring stick, he grabbed Archie by the neck and flattened him against the floor, drawing the stick back. Look! Archie's expression of incredulity and shock distracted Morven momentarily. Look! Look up there! There's a hand in the ceiling! Morven paused for a moment, considering. Jessica pushed her hand still further and more of her arm appeared, along with another sprinkling of dust, causing Archie to sneeze right into Morven's face. That is it! Morven thundered. When I am done, you will learn to have some respect. He brought the object down with a loud thwack on the floor. Archie had flung his head to one side to avoid the impact. As he did so, Jessica felt a strong force pulling her out of the rock. She could no longer control it. She could feel herself falling. It all seemed to happen so fast. One minute she was in the rock, the next minute she was part of a tangled heap of limbs. Morven was limp, motionless. Jessica realised to her horror that he did not seem to be breathing. Thank you.
by his side she gently rolled him over and found out that he was in fact alive but unconscious she took a deep breath of relief then she realized the magnitude of what had just happened i can breathe she marveled the air tasted of dust and damp and sweat a lot of sweat actually archie remained on the floor eyes wide open in astonishment he seemed lost for words she realized that the smell was coming from Archie's armpit. Spread-eagled on the floor, he was dressed in a rather dilapidated white robe which looked very much like one of Morvan's cast-offs. What on earth are you wearing? she blurted out. Archie flushed and leapt to his feet, ignoring the question. You took your time. He brushed himself down gingerly, causing another round of sneezing. <coughs> At least I've changed my clothes which is more than I can say about you. Jessica glanced down at herself for the first time. She was still clad in the very same thin white robe, dusty and blood-stained. She rubbed the material between her fingers, seeing the dried blood flake off and float slowly to the floor. As it fell, she remembered where that blood had come from. Those children must really be dead. Woozy, she leant back against the table, missed and sank less than gracefully to the floor. Sitting alongside Morvan, she felt a heavy weight of responsibility descend onto her. I didn't mean to hurt him. Hurt him? That bastard! Archie harumphed. What about me? I was in danger of my life. Between you and me, over the past few weeks there have been some times where I haven't been sure if I'll make it out of here in one piece. I've had no creative outlet whatsoever. It's been absolute hell, darling. He pressed his hands together, fingers quivering as he intertwined them. I've still been doing my best to work on the next album, you understand. But without smoking, the ideas just don't seem to flow. Jessica wasn't quite sure what to say to that. The silence continued for some moments while Archie fiddled with his hands, mumbling to himself. All at once, he looked up at her as if seeing her for the very first time. Jessica, where on earth have you been? As he spoke, the floor beneath them began to vibrate softly. Archie started. What on... Shh! Jessica interjected. Listen. As the rattling of the equipment died away, Jessica heard the faintest echo of a familiar creaking sound far in the distance. <laughs> 